So we've got these 66 books written by over 40 authors over thousands of years. Thank you, Chuck Missler, for that and instilling that in my brain. But between these two covers and throughout these 66 books, and all the thousands and uh, probably millions of words that are written, is this all there is or is there more? Let's talk about it. So I almost hesitate to say this is what we're going to talk about because that lends to the idea that we're going to have a dialogue. And unfortunately, it's just me right now. So you're just going to have to listen to what I have to say. But I mean, I'm not going to be uh, lengthy with this at all. Uh, I just want to, again, lend to the preparation of our conversation. And just make sure we're all on the same page. You know, we're we're not going to be diving into an idea that um, God changes with each and every culture. Uh, if you know, if you're thinking that God changes with the culture, you have to ask yourself, which culture is He changing with? God is always revealing himself, but he's not changing with the culture. He's not the American culture God. He's not the, uh, the, the Chinese government God. Just because whatever the dominant culture is of any society, that doesn't mean that God has appropriated himself. And I know we're using the expression cultural appropriation quite a bit. He's not appropriating himself into that culture for it, for your acceptance. That's kind of a ridiculous idea. He's never changing. As a matter of fact, you can go through the Bible over and over and over, over again. It talks about, it, it tells us that he doesn't change. Isaiah 40, 28, do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the, of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary, and his understanding no one can fathom the idea that he doesn't change is there. Psalm 102, verse 27, you are the same, and your years have no end. Malachi 3, 6, for I am the Lord, I don't change. I mean, that's pretty blatant. He doesn't change. James 1, 17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of Light's with whom, with whom, him, there is no variation or shadow of turning. There's no change. There's no change. See, our premise here with there's more is that there's more to be revealed about him. Not, okay, well, this is what God has said. He, this is how God has changed himself from how he was 10 years ago. He's changed. Now, he makes changes. Don't get me wrong. He does the changing in our culture, but he doesn't change with the culture. I want to make that very clear. God is revealed in the Word of God. He is revealed. Not everything we have to know about him is probably in here. I mean, you would probably have to exhaust 
I mean, it is, it's like what the end of the book of John says about Jesus. He did so many things, there's not enough books in the world that could contain it all. Well, that's Jesus. How many books would it take to write about the character of God? You couldn't even number it. You couldn't even try to attempt to write it. He's the same today, yesterday, but there's a lot to be revealed about him. And I believe he's given us the word, all of this this writing, all of this beautiful text that we have will reveal what he wants us to know about him. I, I think sometimes we, we just are impatient people. We are a people who, I mean, the way we change our minds on things and we get tired of the way things are or what we know or who knows. I, I mean, we move from one thing to the next thing to the next thing to the next thing. We, we constantly have to have new information all the time. We need a new revival. We need a new revelation. And yeah, I believe God is revealing himself over and over and over again. But I also believe there are some things about his character that he wants us to latch onto and meditate on and not go any further, but really hang on to some ideas about him that he is revealing. I don't remember if it's in uh, Amos. Yes, it's in Amos. Amos chapter 8. You know, I thought this was interesting. Amos chapter 8 tells us, Behold, the days are coming, says the Lord, that I will send a famine on the land, not a famine of bread nor a, a thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. They shall wander from sea to sea and from north to east, they shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but shall not find it. I think that's so interesting. Of all the things that we could have a famine about, he creates a famine from hearing the word of the Lord. And I think that probably will make people go crazy. I think that's worse for people than having no bread or no water. Because we have to constantly have another move, another revelation. We constantly have to reach for something new. And once we latch on to that new thing, well, give it a few days and we'll be tired of it and we'll move on to the next one. Suddenly, this church has a move of God and we got to go over there, but now we're tired of that one. So we're going to go over to the next one and look at over there. They're having a move of God and nobody's having a move of God. And we're so hungry for a move of God. And God says, no, you know what? I'm not bringing any more revelation. And I think he does that because we didn't spend enough time on the last revelation. He reveals his character of who he is. 
and we don't spend enough time in it. We don't spend enough time just getting to know this revelation of his character, soaking it up, drinking it up. Hey, maybe it's years that we have to sit in it. No, if I can't have a new revelation, I am not going to sit in anything. And it's interesting because (laughs) verse 12 says, Amos chapter 8, they shall wander from sea to sea, from north to east. They shall run to and fro, seeking the word of the Lord, but they won't find any. They'll go from church to church, sit under pastor to pastor, teaching to teaching, prophet to prophet, and it's all going to sound the same. It's all going to sound just like the last guy. It's not going to ring a bell in you. You're going to come away going, That's, that didn't sound very anointed. <clears throat> and I really think that God is just wanting us to go back to the last word that he gave Sit and meditate on it. Be in it. Let it change you. Let you get to know him. In a beautiful and powerful way. Let his character his love let it consume you yeah and don't move until it's completely saturated you yeah there's more But stop going from place to place, just continually looking for the more, 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 when he's trying to get you to settle into what he's just revealed to you. And this is what I'm hoping to to get into you know i'm glad we're doing the podcast you can you can sit in these podcasts and you can maybe bake in them for days days maybe months maybe weeks who knows you might have some revelation about the there's more that we talk about and you just might need to just sit in it for a while Our very first podcast that we're going to do is There's More of Jesus. And quite honestly, we could do part one, part two, part three, part four from from there on. We might. We might. We might get so into the There's More of Jesus 
that we never get away from it. But I would rather let God saturate us with everything that Jesus is then quickly move on to the next thing. Looking forward to it. I'm really looking forward to it. Looking forward to our discussions. But for today, you just had to listen to me. I hope you think about these things and not trying to be dramatic or anything like that. That's not my nature, but uh, I do want you to think and absorb what God has for you. You're good people. He loves you. God loves you. So blessings on you. There's more to come. Yep, there's more to come. We'll talk to you again.